Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. That is I. I am so fucking tired. <laughs> Physically. Physically. I'm going to, uh, I'm not going to say I'm not going to yawn. Because as soon as I said that, you did, and it makes me want to yawn. Gosh, that sucks. What's, what's like the world record for sleeping in a row? I don't know, but I'll I'll beat it. I want to break it. I'll like, break it. You just put me in like a room, by myself with like a comfortable bed, and like you say like, "Hey, don't worry about anything." I could probably done. sleep for like four days. Yeah, definitely could. Put a catheter. I'm done. I won't even get out that damn bed. There's no worse feeling. Do you ever have those dreams where it's like you go to the bathroom in the dream and you're like, "No, no, no, no," and you wake <laughs> like, up. You're like, oh, did I piss myself? I was very close. I don't ever remember my dreams. I could probably have that dream every night. I was very I close a few years a ago where, like, for some reason, I put a spiral notebook in the toilet and pissed on it. And, like, I woke up and I was like, oh, God. It was, like, very close. You were right next to me. I almost pissed all over you in the middle of, uh, of the bed. Great. On accident. Not that it's a Wait, purpose. Why do you have to qualify that? Like, like that's some kink. Kinky, kinky shit that we do. I don't know. You know, for our Trump role play, um, <laughs> it is November 10th, yeah. 2019. I don't know what date it is because I haven't been to work the past few days. Um, if you're new here, every single week we talk about random movies in our massive movie collection, whether they are nominated or drawn at random, or if they're for a special occasion like today, our first of two episodes that is celebrating what we've affectionately called here over the past couple years. Thanks, Jilly. Thanks, Because Jilly tomorrow, Abby. from when you're hearing this, is our little girl's third birthday. Whoa. Again, we're recording this like 12 days in advance because when this is airing, our shit is all over the place. Um, we have multiple family members in town. The holiday, uh, this weekend alone... We are going to Frozen 2, which we'll talk about on an upcoming show. We're having, a, as of press time, still to be undetermined birthday dinner. We're going to the Disney Junior Holiday Live Ugh. event. Um, we have a lot going on, so that's why we're getting these movies knocked out in advance. As we mentioned this several weeks ago, Jilly selected uh, the Toy Story franchise to watch for her birthday. Uh, I'm one- already starting to cry. <laughs> We've covered uh, Toy Story. We're, today's going to be Toy Story 1 and 2. Next week will be Toy Story 3 and 4. The only thing we have left to watch is Toy Story 4. We watched Toy Story 3 a couple days ago. We also are watching the Toy Story tunes and the Toy Story like made-for-TV specials. We're not going to rate those. Or, we're going to briefly talk about them on next week's episode. Jeez. Um, uh, 
But, yeah. We are well ahead of everything. Um, also, despite the fact of how busy we, we still are at the moment. It's been an action-packed weekend. Yes. We're getting our house together. We're just moving things around, cleaning it out. That's doing why things I'm that we want to do because physically exhausted. Yeah, it's just it's a lot. It has been a lot to say the least. I'm so sore everywhere mm-hmm. from going up and down the stairs. And I just want to punch you in the bending face. Bending over, listen, why? Man, because I look at these Funkos here, and then I remember that comment that you made to me. Oh, maybe we have too many. You can go. I counted a minimum of all the ones that are from left to right in the right in the correct direction before you started putting them in whatever direction. There's like ninety Funkos there. Where? Right here? No, on no no on the on the on the couch up there, on the couch. But it's probably more, but at least 100. Here, there's 6, 12, 18, 24, 48, uh, 52 on the bottom part. And then that's uh, 21, that's uh, 42, and 51 is 93, 90, 94 Funkos right there. Doesn't look like that many. Yeah, no, it does. That doesn't. Sure. Again, it's a perfect landing. They fit perfectly. They do. Um, so yes, we're getting the house together in order. We had a birthday party dinner to go to last night. We, uh, we did a candy rumble for our sister podcast, Possible uh. Laura's and Podcast Entertainment, which from when you're hearing this has already aired. The problem with getting stuff like so far in advance in the bank is like, I don't remember where, what's happening, so where, and when. So when you're hearing when. this, you may or may not have heard it. It's either airing tomorrow or it aired last Friday. I can't remember. Well, figure it out. Go listen. <laughs> um... You okay? Yeah. What's your problem? I don't know, man. I'm going to get so emotional talking about these movies. (laughs) I just hate crying on the actual show. I don't mind crying like when we watch movies, but I know I'm going to start getting emotional like talking about these movies. Probably more so next week, but I don't know, man. It's a tough time for me. Jillian's going to be three. We redid her room today. We redid her room. I got a lot going on. (sighs) Uh, I also had a lot going on. Uh, like no I s- one cares. <laughs> I was talking about me. Well, they definitely don't care about that. Redoing the house. Um, I took a couple days off of work to focus on that, but also I took time for myself. I went uh, from when I'm recording this this past Friday, and I'm one of the few people, because it did not do well in the box office as predicted. Um, it still finished in second place, but it was about $10 million less than what people were anticipating. I went to go see Doctor Sleep. Um, I will add, I will mention. I don't think I've said this to you or anybody else. Yet. So I went opening day Friday morning at like ten thirty. So not like the hotbed of movie going time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I get there and there's a line of like ten or twelve people, and it's. I went to the Cinemark at our, our old cool like indoor outdoor mall, Artagon, um, that's now Deezerland. Um, and I was like, and I was like, oh damn! And they don't have like kiosks where I can just like go get my tickets. I didn't okay, get them in advance because it would have been more money. You know, I went there on purpose. Uh, well, I went there. It's normally like early bird. Like they normally have like six dollar tickets, but uh-huh. the earliest movie was XD, and it was just a, a big ass screen. So I paid like ten dollars and didn't really need it. But uh, I was like, oh damn! It's like actually busy. Everybody in front of me was going to see Harriet. 
<laughs> the Harriet Tubman. Really? Yeah. Like, literally, everyone in front of me went to go see Harriet. And I was like, oh, okay. So I, I walk into Dr. Sleep, and it's the XD Theater. Like, they have two giant XD theaters. One's playing Midway, which ended up being number one this weekend. And I still don't know what the fuck it's about. And the other one was Dr. Sleep. There was maybe, maybe, including me, ten people in the theater. Wow. When I left... There was me and one other dude. Really? People walked out? The other eight people, I saw two people at one point leave the theater, and I was just assumed to go to the restroom, to get a snack, to do something. Um, And I was so transfixed with the movie that I I really wasn't paying attention and never saw those people walk back in. So when I left, uh, unless, like, because I left as soon as the credits started rolling, because I knew, I checked in advance, like I pretty much do now, if there was a post credit sequence, there was not. So I was like, okay, well, I have shit to do. I'm going to go. Okay, I got to go. Well, because originally I was also going to try to meet up with Steve Real for lunch. So, um, but no, there's nobody there. That's crazy. Like crazy, especially because I absolutely loved it. Um, I dug the shit out of it. We've gone over, go back and listen um, to the Shining episode. It's very early on or in our don't. podcast history. I mean. Um of course, on the if you're using the Apple Podcast feed, you know that our entire catalog of episodes is on there right now. But that's not going to be the case forever. Once we get the 300 episodes, stuff is going to no longer be available there. So let me go back and tell you which episode to look out for for The Shining. I know it was early. I know we were still at our apartment here in town. That's how long ago it was. Oh, really? Yeah, it was that far back. Uh, it is going to be episode 43 Oh, wow. uh, from May 2015, The Shining, we also covered Room 237. Um, I think it was a great combination of, uh, a lot of people were talking about how it was fusing the book Shining and the movie Shining together mm-hmm. to kind of make Dr. Sleep make sense. Okay. Um, and yeah, there were like five, maybe five or six moments where I went, I, w- I like audibly did stuff in the theater. I was by myself. Um, in many different ways. I was like, like, homages and references and ways they did things. The guy who did this is Haunting and Hill House, and he's, and a a couple of horror movies that are very well claimed, Mike Flanagan. Um, haven't experienced any of those, but definitely want to go out there. Doesn't rely on jump scares, just gets you in, like, the mood of it. Uh, wonderful acting. I can't speak highly enough about how much I just was in it and fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, had had some problems, of course, but I can't sing its praises enough. So please go support good movies yeah. like Doctor Sleep instead of some of the other crappy ones that are out there. Um, and I'm excited for you to see it. I think you will enjoy it. it it's got it's it's a little hard to watch at times. Yeah. Um, okay. But you're not the biggest Shining fan. No. As we went over in that episode. We did. Uh, it's only gotten better and better for me over time since we've watched it. It's cool. It's one of my favorite movies now, essentially. Um, and Dr. Sleep definitely helped that. So that's my two cents. Anything else before we get into the not episode? Not about that. No. Now, I do I do feel bad because uh, for next week's episode, we are going to try to have Jillian in some manner on the podcast. Maybe we'll just have to, like, when she's here, like, when she, before she goes to sleep, like, like just be like, hey, Jillian, let's talk about Toy Story. Like, what did you like? Because we're not going to be able to do it, like, in the moment. I'll just edit it in at some point. Okay. But, uh, but for this week, we're just going to tackle the first two on our own. Toy Story 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Uh... 
We'll each read a box. Yeah, we sure will. Samantha, go ahead and start right. with Toy Story. Toy Story. This is free movie ticket for Toy Story 3 still on this box. We I have two of them. I never Why did we use that? I was working for Toys R Us when these came out. I remember I got these super cheap. You know how expensive... Disney yeah, DVDs. Yeah, but why did we use these for? I didn't even have tickets. I didn't even have a Blu-ray player when these came out. These are the DVD and Blu-ray combos. I got these in two thousand and well, it must have been two thousand nine before Toy Story three came out or two thousand eight, something like that. Um, I got these like for like fifteen dollars total. Like they were normally like but, thirty bucks each. Yeah, and free movie tickets we could have had. You, you dropped the ball. I think we made it. Okay. All right, Toy Story. Two thumbs up. Way up for Toy Story, says Siskel and Ebert. Before Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc., and Cars, the creative minds of Disney Pixar introduced you to Toy Story and an astonishing world where toys play while their owners are away. Rediscover acclaimed filmmaker John Lasseter's directorial debut with Woody, Tom Hanks, Buzz Lightyear, Tim Allen, and all their friends in an adventure filled with humor, heart, and friendship in a must-have special edition. How long is this box? <laughs> this groundbreaking computer-generated classic started it all and set the stage for the equally amazing Toy Story 2. Enjoy all new bonus features, including an exclusive sneak peek at Toy Story 3, the next chapter of this exciting adventure. It's nonstop fun for the entire family and an essential part of any collection. Whew. There's some shaky parts to that, Whew. let me tell you. I need it. I, I got this water. <laughs> My throat was dry before. That's also why I was freaking out a little bit because I was like, "Oh shit, I have to." Do you want me to read Toy Story two now, or mm-hmm. or should I wait until we start talking? Um, about? I think you could go ahead and read it. Okay, so uh, Toy Story two, the toys are back with even more hilarious vengeance, says Dasan Thompson, Washington Post. Mm. What? Nothing. What? That's how you. That's okay, how you say. That's how you say his name. From the filmmakers behind Finding Nemo, Monsters Inc., and Cars comes Toy Story two. <laughs> the highly acclaimed hit that earned a Golden Globe Award for Best Picture. Rediscover the humor, heart, and friendship of this hilarious adventure in a spectacular new special edition that goes to infinity and beyond. In... Oh. That's one. I was going to say enjoy and it's enter. Fuck, that's one. Okay. Enter Disney Pixar's incredible world with Woody, Buzz, Jesse, and Bullseye in the movie that shows us what being a toy and a friend is all about. Plus, get a look at how the incredible tale continues with an exclusive sneak peek at Toy Story 3. This must-have comedy classic is the perfect addition to your Disney Pixar collection and hours of fun for the entire family. And how, what for the entire family? And hours? hours and so, hours of fun. The way you said that, Damn you it. elongated your neck ah, so much. Bleh. All right, cool, cool, cool. You're still up one, correct? No, you're up two, actually. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So you're up two. <laughs> I had one to play with then. We good, we yeah, good, we so good. Yeah, so it's seven for me, five for you. For those of you who are new and don't know, um, for the next, for for the 50 from uh, 251 to 300. 300. We are reading the back of the box. Reading the back of the box. Whoever messes up the most has to watch a series of the others choosing. So, right now, I'm losing seven mess ups to Mullet's five mess ups. But that's okay. I'm not worried because last time you cheated to win. Excuse me. Uh, is that wrong? No, I was that's losing. Not a, right. I was losing and I cheated to try to. 
Right, that's not. And I was honest. I had a guilty conscience. Yeah. And this time, I'm, I'm. This is the comeback story to end all comeback stories. Yeah, but it's always gonna have an asterisk on it because if we can't trust you, I mean, whatever. So, what the fuck is there to say about the Toy Story movies? I mean, they are. They're amazing. I'm gonna go on the record right now and say that. The Toy Story franchise is the best film franchise of all time. Ooh. In terms of quality, from quality, beginning to end, over the consistency, uh-huh. they are the cast, largely like the impeccable. Music. They are perfect for everybody. So I have a story. Um, so I saw that. So I saw both movies in theaters. The first one. Uh, Who'd you see them with? Shut up. This one actually is important. So the second one I saw with both my parents. Why did I go with both my parents? Instead of the first time, I only went with my dad. Very rare I go just with my dad to the movies. Yeah, I mean, who was on your other side? Nobody. Uh, oh. My mom was, I think, went with either my aunt to something. I, I don't remember why that happened. But I went with just my dad to Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom really didn't want to go see Toy Story for some reason. Yeah, it just doesn't thought, seem like your mom's cup of tea. I was, what, eight it when Toy Story like, came out? This movie doesn't seem like your mom's cup of tea. I was eight when Toy tea. Story came out. I begged uh, my dad. My yeah. dad took me by himself. Wasn't his thing either, but was up for it. And he fucking loved it. I have never seen my dad enjoy like a movie like this in my life. The scene... Uh, the end of the movie when uh, the With rocket the explodes oh, and, and Woody's face and they go up like he lost his mind. And I remember like getting back with my mom. She's like, so how was it? And I was like over the moon. He was like, it was actually really good. Aww. So when Toy Story 2 rolled around, we all three of us went to go see it together. And I, I know my parents, I know she's seen three and four. Like these movies transcend whoever you are. And it, they're literally for everybody. Everyone. Um there's something everyone can can enjoy and relate to. And it started an entire genre. Not that animated movies weren't a genre in the first place. But animated but movies on this level were not. Yes. Were not around. No. This was, well, the Disney Renaissance was basically ending at this point yeah, because Lion King had already come out. I know, but you can't compare this to the Renaissance. No, you can't. You but can't. it started. It started a new Renaissance where, like, for the next fifteen years. Pixar would be unassailable. Like, every movie is just a triple. Toy Toy Story is a home run. Bugs Life's like a triple. Um, Toy Story 2 is a triple to a home run. Like, everything. And then you get to, like, Cars, and Cars like, okay, they still got on base. It's it's a double. Although the merch that came from Cars Cars is Cars 2 is like their first critical strikeout. And to this day, still their only critical strikeout. Yeah, but, but even with that... It still Even pleased. with that, it still pleased yeah. enough mass audiences that yeah. you know they are, they made a Cars Land in Disneyland. Sure. Oh yeah, it's, you know it's, it's the mean? most like, it's it's like their most like valuable because they just basically took over Hot Wheels. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, but like I mean, but that has a lot to say. About I always it as well. and while I say that, that's just critics because uh, I always look at the Wikipedia IMDb's when we're watching movies afterwards, and I looked at uh, I think it was the Cinema Score. Like, Wikipedia has, like, the Pixar page and has all the Rotten Tomato scores, which all of them are fresh except Cars 2, like I mentioned. Um, box office, whatever it may be. And all the cinema scores for Pixar movies, they're all A's. Yeah. They're either A's, A-pluses, or A-minuses. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Even those movies, like, audiences just like it's them. It's a formula. Like, I can't... But this, like... Oh, how sweet. 
The first Toy Story movie came out on Jillian's birthday in 1995. Yeah, 1995. November 22nd, 1995. But, like, these movies just have it. Like, they yeah. have something. And Toy Story was the first. Mm-hmm. It was the first one it's... of these. And with this level of of storytelling, mm-hmm. and it's just... I already started crying. Like, the the... The opening hadn't even started yet. I already started crying. It's, it's sentimental for us because also we were watching them with Jillian and she never watched them. Yeah. We went to go see Toy Story 4 with her and that was also very emotional for us because like, again, like I said, I was eight years old when we saw the first yeah. Toy Story in theaters and I have a very fond memory of it yeah. with my with my dad. Yeah. And I, mean, I hope it's... that Jillian's going to have some semblance of a memory of doing this with us today. But if she's not, we're going to be watching these movies over right. and over again because I always pick up new things. There's so many Easter eggs. There's so much so gravitas many. to some scenes and... It's just amazing. It's how well they're done. Up is my favorite Pixar movie. I think Toy Story and Toy Story 3, which we'll get to next week, I think those two are the best Pixar movies. I think Toy Story is the greatest animated movie ever made. I mean, it's... it's. I think it has to be. I don't know what beats it. You can say Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion I mean, King, that whole stretch. I can, but... A lot of people still fucking ride Shrek's dick, and that's stupid at this point, because Shrek ruined it. Because Shrek's a movie that, like... So Shrek cha- also was a, a game-changer in terms of, uh, you know, audiences, old and young, enjoying animated movies, you know, doing right. something different. Right, and having they, an adult and yeah. child. And they ruined it with four sequels that weren't right. good. Right, Toy Story has... so. They had a script for Toy Story 2, and it was so good that Toy Story 2 was supposed to go direct the DVD. And they're like, oh, this is really good. Like, which is shows you what, how direct the DVD Disney movies are, as we found out on this podcast so many times this year and previously. So they really stayed Don't in theaters. Remind me. Toy Story 3, when they were developing it many years later, like, what, almost 10 years later, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, they were like, and that Man, was 10 years ago. we, I know, we can't, like, we have a reputation, like, start over. And they did something entirely different. Toy Story 3 is supposed to be about, like, a buzz recall. Yeah. And I think there was, like, some actual legitimate recall, but, like, they were like, eh, let's not go there. Yeah, let's, um, not, let's not go to the waters. Like, they're just so particular. And it's funny, we watched the, uh, the extras on Toy Story, and one of them is about Black Friday, which was, like, they had a meeting with Jeffrey Katzenberg and all, like, the Disney people. And, like, they brought them the storyboards of the original Toy Story, and they'd taken all these notes and all this different stuff they'd, like, been told to put into the movie, and it was just a disaster. Woody was a massive asshole. It was just mean-spirited. It just wasn't... It felt like a fucking DreamWorks animated movie. Yeah. <laughs> it really no, did, I before mean, that was a thing. It didn't feel like Disney. No. It didn't feel like Disney no. Pixar. No. You know, which, at the time... Is Disney Pixar, which yeah. is right on the box. It's Disney Pixar, both at this point. Well, it's still, now it all, it all is. Yeah, I guess. Well, there was that moment where Pixar was like in flux, and then Disney, like everything else, got them locked down. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, they they were on their own for, for a hot, yeah. hot second there. But, I mean, it's just, just there's everything. The music, the cast, the humor, the animation. Randy like, Newman. It's it's just, it's incredible. It's so fitting and it's so relatable. Whether you watch this when you're eight or you mm-hmm. watch this 25 years later, that was 25 years I know. ago. Everybody's had toys. Everyone has toys. Everyone plays with toys. Uh, 
Oh my god, I'm already starting to fucking cry. <laughs> and like, I'm sorry. There's like a toy just brings you like immediate all... memories and immediate right. something, whether it be happiness with, or right. or sympathy or or something to like allow you to forget. Um, that's I mean I there's toys all over this house if we even have a child. And what? I've always just had Are toys. I, I kind of think of Toy Story when I oh. think of my toys. Oh, this is the so this movie's the reason why. Not no not not hardly at all. Uh, my dad's a, a big part of it because he told me to stop playing with my toys. <laughs> he loved this movie and it's like stop playing with the toys. You're making too much noise. Um, but I've always just liked, you know, I I hate that I'm an in box collector and I don't play with them as much. But there's just something about looking at something. And allowing it to bring you joy—that's a toy, you know. And it, and I see Jillian when she gets something new. That's why I'm a sucker for like go to a store, always getting her something. Or I want to have a, a great Christmas morning or a great birthday because, like, those moments will never, never not be the most important thing to me. Is her reaction to it, and I see it in this movie, and I see it through these characters, and seeing like how much they, how much love they put into the characters about being a toy and like the joy they bring to their kid. You know what I mean? Toy Story 2 does a great job of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, like you said, music, You've Got a Friend in Me is insanely iconic with stupid Randy Newman. Um, but even the, in the first one, there's others uh, with Strange Things. Uh, there's another song. Usually, you got a friend in me. Um, strange Things. Oh, what's the song where he's like, where Buzz is trying to fly out the window. There's just a lot of Randy Newman in the first one. <laughs> yeah, I, I The second one's got Sarah McLaughlin. I don't know all the names of them. But, but um, yeah, like you said, music is great. This was made in 95. First oh full-length animated movie they ever did. It's just great. It only gets better and better. But and this is like... look at how great this still fucking holds up. Like, the difference between this and 2 is huge. Of course, this and 3 and 4, it's astronomical. Yeah. But this it's, doesn't look like shit. Like it's no. not like when we watched uh, like the Rescuers, and it's like, oh my god, you yeah. can s- you can see somebody fucked up and erased. The drawing cell animation does not hold up, but this computer animation for this being like first big thing that was done like yeah. that. I mean, it it really does hold up. You can you can tell the difference when you're looking at like one, two, three, four, like side by side, but. It's minimal. It, I mean, it still looks so well. And those mm-hmm. things that they were able to animate, um, the fact that they didn't put into this what they couldn't animate also says a lot, yeah. too. They couldn't really do hair. No, the, peop- the people are rough. The yeah. people look a little like too... The face, even like the face, like when the rocket... Uh, yeah, the people look like, a little I mean, Polar Express-y. Sure. Um, but, I mean, still, this still looks much better than Polar Express. They don't horrify you. There's little dead uh, dead eyes and stuff like that. But, um, all right, so allow me to try to ruin this movie in a few questions. I mean... Some nitpicks. So, again, like I said, so this, is, to me, is the greatest animated movie of all time. It's a no-brainer for Toy Story 1. We're not talking about Toy Story 2 right yeah. now. Yeah, Toy uh, Story 1. But, I have my thoughts on Toy Story 2. We'll get to it. I mean, Toy Story 2 is the only one of these four movies that is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Toy Story 1 is at 99. Toy Story 3 is at 98, I believe. Toy Story 4 is like at 95, 96. Toy Story 2, like I said, it won the Golden Globe for Best Comedy. Toy Story 2 is absolutely incredible. And at one point in my life, I liked Toy Story 2 more than Toy Story 1. And I've changed that thought 
that we're now at this point, but again, we'll get there in a second. So, just a few questions about Toy Story, uh-huh. plot-wise, and things that happen. I just yeah, want to yeah. kind of figure oh, out yeah, an answer. Let's talk about I, it. I always have to be this guy, let's right? Do it. I just gush. Let's do it. Show, show, show what an asshole okay. you are. Um, Rip apart your childhood. So, just things I've never noticed before. So, well, number one, if Buzz thinks he's real, a real space ranger, why does he continue to act like a toy? When Andy comes around, or when kids come around, if he's thinking that he's a space ranger, and this, that, and the other thing, what is it about? So, like, like the minutia of being a toy throughout this series is always very interesting. It's always bothered me a little bit that they've only teased with toys kind of breaking that wall in the first one when they did it to Sid. It's the only time they ever did it. And like, I always wanted uh, at Toy Story three not to jump ahead significantly, but when Bonnie shakes Woody's hand at Andy, which always gets gets me like crazy. I always wanted it to be a thing where like she lets go of the hand and like he's still kinda waving and like Andy kinda recognizes it. Or I always wanted like the toys to kinda like like spring to life and say goodbye to Andy and Andy's like like strangely okay with it. <laughs> he doesn't like freak out like Sid and like kinda has a moment with him. I thought that'd be really sweet. But they never do anything else like that throughout mm-hmm. the entire series, right? Because they break rules. Because they were breaking the rules in the first one. Sure. Yeah. So they, but you don't have to go deep into that. I don't want some like. I mean, it's the rules. Skull and bones. Look, <laughs> toy let me society. Tell you. But why? But Buzz doesn't know the Buzz doesn't think he's a toy. So why is he all cool with it? Why do you have to ruin people's childhood? <laughs> I was hoping you didn't have an answer for me. So that's one. Uh, Give me a few minutes, and I'll have an answer. Okay. For you. I never noticed the timeline of the first one. So. Andy's birthday party is a week before they move. They say that. The, the, the birthday party's today? We're, we're leaving next week. Or no, it's like um, the birthday party got moved up to today, and they're talking about, right. we move in a week, get your moving buddy, right? Right. So that whole montage of Andy loving Buzz, it was over the course of like five days. They went out and bought all these posters, put them up in this wall when the kid's moving, got all new bed sheets, got all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. You want to go look in my closet right now? That's different. We're not it's moving. Not different. It is, it's not different. Yeah. They're moving. They're getting in a truck because Andy's dad is under a pile of men right now. And we're going to get there in a second. <laughs> and they can't deal with it anymore. I just always thought it was like a longer period of time that passed. No, it doesn't need to be. When you're a kid, it doesn't need to be. I get that part. But also, no, like, as drastic as it is... It seemed like, oh, damn, it's been five days, six days, largely. Uh-huh. And that's all that it is? Uh-huh. Also, it's pad time. You just have the birthday party. Oh, I guess well, he, all the yeah. friends aren't going to be there. Right, because they're yeah. moving. Yeah, they're moving. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Mean, I mean, I don't know how many friends Next. Andy really has. Andy has a lot of pinkish decorations for Andy. Sounds about right. <laughs> that's what I wrote. Man, <laughs> stop conforming to all these gender... Gender... Form. Uh, let's conform a different way. Baby in the front seat. Okay, look. <laughs> I, I was was hoping, that a thing back then? I was hoping that you were going to bring it up. I don't think so. Although, I don't remember being in a car seat. I think they my mom I put me on the floor. <laughs> it was the same thing. When like when we had Jillian and, and they're like, I'm like, how long should we be in the car seat for? Like, oh no, you know, it was, uh, when we used to babysit Jessica, our, our friend Noelle's daughter in Gainesville. She, like, when we were babysitting, we she's like six a- or seven. She's like, I can put my booster seat. I'm like, we need booster seat. We're not fun ruckers. 
Like, I, I was five years old just sitting in my seat. Fine. Things change. That's crazy. Kids died. How many? D- uh, enough? Enough. I'm stupid. Well, that's why they have to sit in the back, and that's why they have to be in a car seat or oh. a booster seat. But I don't understand what the fuck happened in this movie. Like, we, no- like, we noticed it, and I couldn't help myself. Well, at first we were like, is that... And then, like, in the scene where, like, they're trying to catch up to the truck, and, like, you see Molly, Molly looking, looking the at the rearview rear mirror and, like, front clapping. Facing. She's like, ah! I'm like, look at the road! <laughs> but you're not driving. You're a baby. I'm like, why are you in the front? Look, it was bad. Amy's mom has a lot going on, okay? Apparently. So I've always had, I don't know why, I don't remember how this came up, but... I forget who it was, who I was with, where we came up with this theory. It was like, man, like, it's crazy that, like, Andy, it's just Andy and his mom, right? Like, where's Andy's dad at? And we just had this thing where, like, Andy's dad is, like, just really into, like, the bathhouse scene. (laughs) Like, Andy's dad, Andy's dad is Sal from Mad Men. (laughs) It's what it is. He just went to a payphone one night and called his wife and said, honey, I'll be home late, and just never showed up again. Um... And that, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Those, that's literally all the nitpicks I had. Everything else, I mean, there's just so many amazing parts. Of this, uh, favorite scenes. It's hard oh, to, man, the I love the Mrs. Nesbitt movie. scene. Buzz's realization. I love that. I mean, that whole scene, that's the first, the first emotional Pixar scene. Is, like, Buzz finding out who he is and, like... The music and him trying to prove it wrong and him just being, him just being. Plus, it it's probably toy. protocol in being a space ranger because they're space ranger toys. So I think that he knows he's a space ranger, but he also knows that there are rules and regulations with that, and those are the parts of being a toy. That's close. I'll give it to you for now. Uh, the whole setup of the birthday party with the the the. the the soldiers. Oh my god, amazing. Just, inter- just meeting everybody. Introducing the characters, yeah. Just like Woody making his rounds and like talking to Slink and you meeting Potato Head. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you looking at, you hockey puck? Like, I mean, yeah. It's all and then really the montage right. of showing the passage of time. Montage is done right. Yep. Let me tell you, such good montage. Pizza Planet. I, I miss having an actual Pizza Planet at uh, MGM slash Hollywood Studios. It was nothing ever like our Pizza Planet in the movie, but um, and then the end, just the mad chase. No, Pixar has always done these, like you know the, what the outcome is going to be. Uh, which again, we'll get to in Toy Story three because that's why Toy Story three wor- works so well. Because it's like, God damn, like I, I know they've gotten out of everything ever, but this has got to be it, right? You know what I mean? Um, but just you know, rocking the match going out and. All of it, just building, it just crescendos into this amazing... And all of the interactions between all the characters, and like their bits because of the of the toys yeah. that they are, um, I mean, it's just all done so well. And, then it's and a, a lot of the Easter eggs that we saw, like, I think, I've watched this movie probably, how long, the, this movie's been out, 25 years, I've probably watched this movie like 150 times. Yeah, probably. Probably. I never noticed... One, the Dynaco gas station. Sure. And I never noticed that, that Buzz is brushing that troll's hair. That he's, like, doing the troll's hair oh, yeah. in that scene. <laughs> like, I never noticed that. There's so that. much Hakuna Matata in yeah, the, like, the there's car just, playing. Like, there's and, so yeah. many things that, 
like you like you said before, like there's just something new every time that you see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and at its core, it's just a fucking buddy comedy. It's a buddy comedy, and they it's they have such good chemistry. They really do. Tom and also, in, have they, they ever been in another movie together? Say, they've never been in the same room together. No, they <laughs> they insisted on recording their lines. I know. Together. I was like, like it'd be funny though if it's like at the premiere of like Toy Story Four. It's like Tom, nice to meet you, and it's like, uh... He's like, he just doesn't want to meet Tim Allen. That's yeah. <laughs> how my story goes with that. Um, no, they've never done anything else here. But they do. Uh, the original cast of this was bonkers. Uh, Billy Crystal was offered Buzz Lightyear. That would have been fucking terrible. Yeah. And then, thankfully, later oh. on, he the perfect character for him is Mike Wazowski. Perfect. It's Yeah, I mean, they're just they're perfect together. Uh, I mean, it's so great. And, like, just the emotions that they make you feel. And we've said this before with animated movies. I mean, like, voice acting, that, that it's, it's difficult because you're not, you know, showing your emotions, like, you have to portray it all through your voice and everything, and like, I don't know, Pixar changed the way that you watch movies. Yeah, and also, how they, they portray these characters and how, like, you felt that pain when Buzz found out he's legit a toy. Yeah. Well, also, you feel, like, you, you feel, feel what he's... You feel Woody's frustration, and you feel like, like his. You don't feel for him because Woody's being wrong. Woody's not being welcoming and not understanding his his place. But like you then also feel, he's just doing this because he loves his kid. Like he's not right. doing it for any negative reasons. He's just doing it because this he is wants all he's to be ever a part known. of his. Of yeah, his he doesn't want to miss anything. Yeah. Um. Well, let's get into MVP and LVP because we're already talking about it. I. These are going to be really hard. Should we should do power rankings. No, nah, I don't want to do power rankings because then you have to do it for each movie and okay. some of the parts. We just got to go movie by movie and kind of figure it out. I think the first one's easy. Uh. So valuable. Who is the most valuable? This is the first one. What is the most valuable thing to make this a commodity in a thing? Let's talk about what it, who it's not, but well, who it do, could be. I mean, do you want to? Do, I have one nominee for LVP, and I think it's pretty easy who LVP is. Sid. It's Sid. Yeah, it's Sid. He's, it, it could have been anybody doing that role, and it wouldn't have changed it. And it's just it's a, an annoying, shitty, frantic kid. Sure, that's what that character should be, but I've never liked Sid as a character. The only thing I've liked is that in Toy Story 3, he's the garbage man, which is never explicitly said, but it's how it's listed in the credits, and they got the exact same actor to do it. Yeah. And I know the actor, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's Eric Von Deaton, who was in... It is Eric Von Deaton. Yeah, Eric Von Deaton, who was a, 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 just a child actor. He doesn't even act anymore. He was in Escape to Witch Mountain, Princess Diaries, did a lot of... He works for Roseland Capital, a precious metals asset management firm, as a broker. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, yeah, he just is not good <laughs> at, at being Sid. Sid is the weakest villain of all the movies, right? Yes. I mean, necessary. So we, I mean, I like Sid's room. I like the characters that come out of that. They're appropriately creepy. Um... I like a toy destroyer. The thing I noticed about the first one is it didn't really delve into, like, all the different pieces of, like, toydom. So, Toy Story 2 gets into, like, collecting and how valuable they are. Toy Story 3 gets into them as, like, you know, in school 
four gets into them being kind of like antiques, and even the shorts, it goes into like, uh, like online toys, uh, Happy Meal toys, bath toys. Like they try to hit everything. You know what I mean? This one has to establish toys, but destroying toys, just like an evil child, you know, is a, a kind of the weakest subset of it. All right, so there's nobody else I have who I deemed as being bad at all. No. In the first one. Uh, who it's not. Who Who LVP is not. MVP is not. I mean, MVP is one of two people. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, for the first one. Uh, Jim Varney is fantastic. Jim Varney will not get an MVP anywhere because Slinky is underutilized. But when you can easily re- as replace as he is by Blake Clark, mm-hmm. you know, you're not valuable. But Jim Varney is fantastic in this. Uh, Don Rickles is great. Oh, he's great. I mean, it's such a great character. Um, he does it pitch perfectly. John Ratzenberger so great. Oh, great. is the glue that holds Pixar together largely. He's never missed a movie. Like, when he dies, God, God forbid. forbid, and the first Pixar movie happens, it's going to be trash. It's going to be like The Adventures of Ford Fairlane animated. God. Uh, but, like, him and Rickles just being, like, two, like, old-timey comedians, essentially. Yeah, it's great. Getting to do bits, like. It's great. It's it's really funny. Um, Annie Potts is Bo Peep, doesn't get a lot to do, but it's still very good. Wallace Shawn is Rex. Is, I mean, <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's it's perfect. The casting. perfect n- neuro- neurotic. Yep. I mean, it's great. It's great. Uh, but yeah, it'll it's leave. either Tom Hanks or, or Tim Allen. It has to be, and I've and got. I think I think that in this movie, the driving force in this movie. I mean, the driving force in all the movies is, is Woody. Woody and him, and his character, his leadership, and his so, kid, and yeah. and his decisions. This movie is the closest. Yeah. So like like Toy Story two, and three and four mm-hmm. are really Woody's movies. Yeah. This one is the is the closest to fifty fifty as it gets. Basically, after this one, Buzz. Buzz is second fiddle, but he's also more comedic relief than he really needs to be. He doesn't get a lot of, like, emotional weight to it. Woody handles all of it, right? Yeah. Um, that said, I don't think this movie is what it is without Tom Hanks as Woody. Yeah. It, it's, it's just not. It's not. It's not. I, I gotta go Tom Hanks. Can't wait for him to get four MVPs in a row. Um... Can't uh, wait for him to get two MVPs in a row. I don't know, man. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, we'll get there in a second, but we'll see. All right, we'll see. Um, so Tom Hanks, that is Tom Hanks' fourth MVP wow. on the podcast. Uh, his, Told you you'd get four of them. Well, four cumulatively. He might be in the lead in a second. So uh, he is now uh, tied for the most with Bill Murray, Samuel L. Jackson, and Hugh Jackman, and James McAvoy. So all them with four. He may be on his own here in a few moments. Uh, I mean, but again, Tim Allen. Great, great job. Man, now I'm really thinking about it. What are you thinking? So, Tim Allen is never as good in these movies than in the first one. He's not. Uh... Because also this is peak Tim Allen. Like, Home Improvement is the number one show in America. 
He just had the Santa Claus, which was also a massive hit. Like, Tim Allen's... Tim Allen is not as equal of a star as Tom Hanks, because Tom Hanks just won two Academy Awards. But Tim, t- Tom, if you're making, like, the top 15 in Hollywood, Tim Allen's in that top 15 at the moment. Um, and he is really good. No, I'm sticking with Tom Hanks. I'm sticking with Tom Hanks. It's Tom Hanks. <laughs> I refuse to believe that Tom Hanks is never not better than Tim Allen. That's a fair assumption to make, right? Sure. Um... Anything else on Toy Story 1? Hello? I'm thinking. Can't think? I mean, you can think out loud. Well, no, because then I'm dumb. Also, 81 minutes. It's incredibly short. It is it short. It doesn't oversay. The movies get longer and longer because there's like less and less they want to cut out. But like, it's just the perfect fucking it's length. It's a great length. It's a great length. Um, I... I love it. I mean, I love it. There's not much else to say. It's it's a great movie. It's a great introduction. And we don't even know that it's an introduction at the point that it's happening. So I'm giving it a 10 in case it wasn't obvious. Yeah, me too. Okay, so it's a 10 for Toy Story. Our first, our only our second 10 of the year, uh, along with Creed. So it'll go mm-hmm. on our, uh, our pin board. Um, again, if you're new, any movie that gets a unanimous 10 from Samantha and I, we have a uh, massive pin collection on top of a massive everything collection. And we have a little special shadow box of movies that gets 10. Yeah, Toy Story is wow, a slam dunk. Yeah. It's been a weird year. <laughs> it's been a weird year. We had a lot in the middle. A lot of good movies, a lot of bad movies. It, but... it got 9.25. Collateral had a 9. Yeah. I think I think uh, Creed Moana. was ten. Moana was up there. Nine point seven five. Well, I actually have right here. Hold on. That's it. No, that's it. That's it. There was another one that was. Close. Us was eight point seven five. Uh, Little Mermaid was nine and a half. You're uh, omitting that because you refuse to believe that it wasn't a ten. It's a ten. I mean, it was for you, but it wasn't for me. Toy Story two. I can't believe that this is the one that everyone loves more. So, I know your ma- I know your major complaint about this movie. Man. And it's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. It is. Yeah, it's go not ahead, ridiculous. Sh- it's ahead. a hard character to swallow. Why is it a hard... Because Why? she so starts you- off as a petty little bitch, and I don't feel like she does enough to redeem herself. She's talking about Jessie. I am. I'm talking about Jessie. So, her story arc... So, Pixar going in for the very first time... Really wrenching at the heartstrings of her being left behind in a sad, miserable existence. Doesn't excuse pettiness. Doesn't excuse your behavior. She's not that I don't petty. Care. She is. How is she that petty? She is. Oh, this toy doesn't oh. want to spend her enti- oh. his entire life in a, in a Go case? Go back to your Andy. Mm. Like, be nice. You don't need to be nasty. So, for the past 10 or 15 years, you've been built up to be waiting for one thing to come in and change your life for the better. Incredibly. And, and then when it, it happens, doesn't... and it gets pulled out from under your ears, you'll be like, oh, have a good day. Sorry for the inconvenience. If it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Bullshit. It's not. It's not bullshit. You have to handle things with grace and dignity. You can't let things turn you She pain. is a toy! <laughs> so... How much of that dampens this movie for you? If she wasn't 
Also, if she wasn't like a ginger cowgirl, then I think I'd Oh, like now we're getting the real meat potatoes here, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> no, just kidding. No, I just, I just don't... N- I don't like how they start her out. That's I just I don't like how they start her out, and I don't think she has enough to redeem herself. I don't. I don't think that she did enough to redeem herself at all in, in this arc. In the middle um, of my notes, I just have Jesse isn't bad, so shut up, Sam. <laughs> one of my notes. That's great. Because I, I know Thanks. this is the big bugaboo about this, but this but is, that's all I said. But how, that you can't tell me that that's not a validated reason to not like a character because of how they were portrayed as. Selfish and petty, and I think it's just just Joan Cusack's voice that bothers you. That's probably it too. Probably doesn't help the situation at all. So I shouldn't say she's one of my three MVP candidates, should I? You probably shouldn't, because so I'm not going to win happen. that argument, am I? No, you're not. The detailed animation in this movie is really oh. great. Like the the details from the first one to this one are incredible. Yeah, it's only four years later, and it and looks so much better. Wow, the close-up of the face when Woody, is, when Woody is trying to get his arm from Al, and like he's got the Cheeto fuzz. Oh, that whole, the Cheeto the, scene. The, I, the breath. I love the Cheeto scene. Oh, my the God. The Cheeto scene is so it's great. It's so, like... Also, I just like Cheetos. You can't watch that and be like, oh, yeah, no, this is animated. Like, it looks so realistic, and it's so... I mean, it's crazy. This is the start yeah. of when it starts to look like mm-hmm. it's actually real. I, I lied. So there's two moments in this where it's like, oh, man, like, like Pixar's not just going to be like a, a kid's movie. Like, they're going to, like, go in deep. Like, the When She Loved Me scene is the first one. Um, or is the second one in this movie. But it's the biggest one that everyone remembers because it's the first time they kind of framed something like that. And it tells a really sad story. I don't want to get back to it in a minute. But the first one, like... When Woody gets shelved, like, you just feel it on your chest. When, like, it's just, like, and, like, the way the characters react to it, the way he reacts to it, it's just so damn sad. And then the follow-up scene, like, the dream sequence kind of snaps you back into it. Right. But it's it's a really heavy moment. It's like, oh, yeah, shit, like, like there's stakes to these toys. Like, you forget about that. Like, this is their existence. And once they don't work, you know, what happens? Yeah. Um... So yeah, so that it's it's very sad, but it, it's it's necessary for moving the uh, the movie along. Um, it's I mean this it's the movie's still absolutely fantastic. It's funnier than the first one. It's a little cheesier. I will say that there are like there's like a couple like fart and burp jokes. There's a lot more. Says the king of blue humor. Sure, but I don't need it in my Toy Story. You know what I mean? Toy Story feels like above that. Like okay. especially the bloopers. I think the bloopers are fan- are hilarious, and I I, miss, I think they're really funny. I miss that Pixar does that because they did them also with a Bug's Life. I think yeah. was the other one they did it with. Yes. Um, but these are, I think are better. But then like yeah, like you know, at one point somebody like belches, and that's like how it cuts, and then like one of the buzzes farts. You know, something like that. And there's also that really uncomfortable Stinky Pete Me Too scene <laughs> that is now cut out of the movie um, when they're re-airing or when they're re-releasing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's that. That is. Who played Stinky Pete? Kelsey Grammer. Even worse. It's Kelsey and Chelsea. Oh, you know, you know, it's like, oh, Even man, yeah. Like it, been, it would be He bad. might have been riffing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, uh, they recorded him actually talking to people. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer's a big Republican oh, asshole. Oh, man. Um... um so back to when she loved me. Uh, you've heard the theory on that, correct? Yeah, that it's Andy's mom. That it was Andy's mom. And again, every time I see the movie, I I, I just imagine that 
there's a scene at the end because also so again getting back to like the minutia and like nitpicking these movies so Andy's mom doesn't notice like that the Andy's got the like, three new toys out of nowhere Man, she don't she don't have time for that she's not paying attention I think that that's part of also this movie is Andy's mom is just running dudes in and out uh, of that place well no I think that the whole point of these movies is that adults don't pay attention sure. I think that that's part of it like well even as it gets later and later on so like uh, there's so many moments. Oh, I mean, that's just people in general. Like, the, like you mean a kid's not going to be able to come in the back of the room and tell like what's moved differently and what's in a different right, place. Right, right. Um, but the adults especially are just kind of oblivious to everything. Yeah. Uh, something that's always bothered me about the Toy Story movies, and it's happened in other Pixar movies, is these animals or these inanimate objects that have come to life that have so much control over like toys being able to open doors and drive cars and... Like, it's it's a it's a, like that was like your toy over there that Jillian has is not a pound. So you mean to tell me that that if it were to come to life is gonna be able to do everything that it can? Well, but it's so again. I'm talking about a toy coming to life, right? But part of it is suspending your animation, and sure. part of it is the way that they do it. I think that it's great how they do it. Like, oh, going on here and getting the momentum to be able to grab the doorknob, and then it twists because he weighs it down, like. That makes sense. I guess. Because, yes, a toy that's like a pound is not going to be able to do those things. Yeah. Back to Andy's mom thing, though. Sorry, I got off track. But I always imagine there's a point where, like, she comes into the room and she sees Jesse. She's like, like, she recognizes, like, oh my God, it's like my Jesse. And then, like, Jesse's like, I'm back with Emily. Like, that would be such a dope moment. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> Because she petty. She don't get what hey, she wants. Hey, uh, real quick. Uh, uh, Jillian, who we're watching these movies for, um, because Shut she the asked for them, uh, who has unanimously been her favorite character? Jesse. Thank you very much. Because she is a sweet, lovable child. Yeah, and c- because and she doesn't recognize pettiness. Old look, petty knows petty. <laughs> petty knows petty. I'm glad Jillian doesn't recognize it. But I do. I can see it. I can see when she's being a bitch. That is... That's why she made you bullseye. Because <laughs> she's exactly. going to be riding you forever. Which, by the way, bullseye, I want to give a shout out. Bullseye is one of the great nonverbal characters ever. He just has so expressive. He's so cute. He's so funny. Bullseye's great. Um, despite my complaints about a few cheesier jokes, the movie is funnier than Toy Story 1. I love the... Uh, I love Al's Toy Barn. Yeah, I just love uh, yeah, toy just barn, the boys, the uh, buzzes, the, the buzzes, Barbies. the boys being on the road, the Barbies, the Rock'em Sock'em robot fight. Oh, Zerg. that's great! It's all great. Like the Star Wars parody with Zerg. Even just some of the lines, like uh, when Woody is trying to save Wheezy from the yard sale, and Al's like, "I'll give you fifty bucks for him." And goes, "Fifty bucks ain't bad." <laughs> <laughs> for Woody is really funny. Um, so again, a, a couple nitpicks, just things I, I have to oh mention. Oh my god! So dogs can know toys are real. Yes, it's <laughs> why. Different. That was a difference. It's different. Buster's another great added addition to this movie. I love Buster uh, because especially he's teased at the end of Toy Story one, and you see that everything's okay. He's just another member of the family, and he's a lot of fun. But how is it different? Like because the dogs aren't gonna be able to tell the human. It's different. So how can, so like, if he's, if Buster, like, recognize, I'm looking way too deep into this. <laughs> if Buster, like, wants to play with Woody, and, like, Andy's around, he's gonna, like, lick Woody's face a bunch. Like, how does Woody just, like, kind of, like, stay stoic? Because he's a toy! Whatever. Hey, so does Bo Peep want Buzz to watch her and Woody fuck? 
Yes. Is how it seemed like at the beginning. It's a polyamorous relationship. With a, it's a poly something relationship because it's probably what she's made out of. Hey. Um, no, she's she's acrylic. My, why are you gonna Why are you gonna ruin it for me, huh? Why are you gonna ruin it? For huh? Me? That's my life. That's what I do. Very true. Uh, bark, 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 bark. <laughs> it's enough. Best line. We, best line. In all movies ever. Jim, Best line ever. Jim Varney went out with a bang. <laughs> bark, bark, Oh, look, a puppy. Bark, 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 bark. And then it cuts to him doing it. I don't know why this is doubly funny it's to so me. so funny. And then, oh my God, it's just so funny. And we do it all the time. Um, all the time. We just like the most quoted line ever. It's, I don't know. It's just so funny. It adds cool new characters. Like you mentioned Barbie. Wheezy's a lot of fun. Um... Of Mrs. Course, Potato Head. Mrs. Potato Head, I forgot. Is I love when she's packing the things in his butt. I'm a married spud. I'm a married spud. I used to say that all the time. Like, just because it's you funny. You used to. I still say it. You still better say it. What am I? You I'm a... thought Jesse was petty? Just wait. Oh, no, I know. You are You are Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah, I'll break your jaw. Uh, MVP and LVP. Yeah, change the subject. For Toy Story 2. Well, so do you have any other favorite scenes or things um, you don't like besides I like the Buzz versus Jessie? Buzz scene. I, I just like... I like all the interactions with both of them there. So them... So... Because of how good it is in 3 and how purposeful it is in 3, I think, I think a lot of 3 has hurt 2 in retrospect because 3... I can see that. 3 is so just like next level to me. But two is still one of the most fantastic animated movies ever made. But some of the things that happen in two still kind of happen in three. So uh, having Buzz be not a toy again is funny. But then you get it again in three. So when you watch two, depending on how familiar you are with it, it kind of yeah. weakens and hurt. And then again, he's kind of just like a goober. Like, you know, I'm going to play catch with my dad. And even before... Buzz is still, like, an idiot. Because he's, like, talking about you're going to be eating schmoes and we're going to tackle things this way. It's just... he Like, when they're, like, walking and he's giving the speech about, like, well, would he do this for us? I'm like, yes. It's just... it's He's kind of treated, like, not as, you know, okay. serious. Yeah. But the dialogue... So I like the dialogue between him and Woody when, like, Woody's debating if he's going to go back or not. Again, it shows their bond. It shows their friendship. It shows how far Buzz has come along. Um... And I, I do like the scenes when, like, Woody finds out about, like, how famous he was. and I like those, too. Like, him finding out about Woody's Roundup, um, him watching, him yeah. singing, You've Got I a Friend of Me. I like all that, me. too, yeah. Um, there's just so much of this that's just so great. Uh, you don't have any other complaints? Um, I don't think so. With literally just Jesse. Yeah. All right. So I guess I'll erase Joan Cusack as one of my MVP nominees. Yeah. I think she's great. I think she gives the character exactly what it needs. Uh huh. Because at first you think she might end up being the villain, ends up being Stinky Pete, and then she she's really good at being scared yeah, and being villainous. emotional. It's just how Joan Cusack sounds. <laughs> she can't help it. You know, you. 
imitate? I'm Joan Cusack. <laughs> Why are you Carol Ch- Carol Channing doing a Joan Cusack? Yeehaw, bullseye. Oh my God. Yeehaw. <laughs> Woody, would you happen to have a lasso? <laughs> You're so creepy. I had to, like, leave the couch. You're too creepy. Fuck, I want Carol Channing redoing everything now. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. Now we're turning into George St. Guy. <laughs> Um, so my impressions will get better next week. I guarantee it. I'm gonna fuck it up so bad. Oh yeah, yeah, the one that you've been doing yeah. all night. So, so we just mentioned earlier: is Tom Hanks MVP of this movie? I think so. I think he is. It drives again. Drives with him. Tim Allen does a really good job, as he's done in each one of, especially in this one. He's basically has he's to be two all different, of them. Yeah, he has to be two different buzzes. He has to be serious buzz. He has to be, you know, whatever buzz, but. This one, it's all about Woody's realization and making a decision and the emotion behind it. So yeah, it's Tom Hanks. So Tom Hanks is now on his own. We didn't talk about Stinky Pete. I like Kelsey, I mean, Kelsey Grammer's very good. I like the character. Yeah. I like the ending. When he ends up going to the little girl. I like the Toy Story movies and that the villain never... It's not like any other anime movie where it's like the villain falls off a cliff or gets like blown up or destroyed. Like Sid gets his comeuppance. And now he has to live with it for the rest of his life. Stinky Peach is going to get drawn on his face, you know, with Barbies. Uh, Lotso's going to be stuck to the, the front of a truck. And the fourth one, there isn't even really a villain. Yeah. Because Gabby, Gabby ends up, you know, being okay. Huge spoiler alerts, because we're going to be discussing Toy Story 4 next week. I know it came out this year, but... Sorry. Sorry. Um... But yeah, no, I think he just... I mean, again, everyone is still great in this. Potato Head and Ham, always good. Uh, Slinky, very good. I'm not going to say Rex here. Rex is actually one of my two LVP nominees. He and has this one, a much bigger role Not so much movie. a bigger role, but he's just a little too much. Like, the Zerg video game subplot. And at a certain point, he just gets to be too much. Too Walashani. Yeah, like when he busts in, he's like, how do you spell FBI. And then, like, he knocks stuff over. Like, he gets to be a little obnoxious at times. Okay. And in this movie, like, they feel like they went a little too hard on the Rex. Now, he's still not my, like, full-blown LVP nominee. You probably know who my LVP nominee is because he's just the fucking worst. It's Wayne Knight as Al. He it's just definitely Wayne Knight as He Al. just can't not be Wayne Knight. I mean, that's how they made the character. I mean, yeah. They're like, hey, Wayne just don't move for a couple of hours. <laughs> Draw you up here. Let's make you bald. Give you a beard. Perfect. He's just too... I just I just don't like Wayne Knight. I just don't like him. He's always the same fucking thing. He works for the purpose of being a villain in this and being overbearing and being loud and being obnoxious. But yeah. it's just... Fuck off, Newman. But I think he does a really good job. Look, like, if you want to make it well of Sean, I'll go for it. I just think that Wayne Knight does such a good job. Yes, I don't like him, but I think that the character, yeah. the villain, is really He's good. not Ham. So, it's up to you. Do you have anybody else besides those two? Because I'm not giving you Joan Cusack. I mean, I think, objectively, she does a good job. Thank you. But she's petty as fuck. The um, character is. 
Joan Cusack doesn't. It's also petty. Joan Cusack doesn't tisk when she's behind somebody that's got eleven items in a ten item or less aisle. Yes, she does. Actually, yeah, she definitely the kind of person. That does. Definitely the kind. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> Can I go in front of you? <laughs> I'm just buying some tampons. So who's the LVP? Wallace Shawn. Making it Wallace Shawn. Okay, you actually kind of convinced me. Because Wayne Knight does such a good job of you hating him. So, I actually want to point out that I wrote LVP Wayne Knight parentheses wrote down before movie started <laughs> because I knew he was coming and he's just so much but, but in so many different ways. I think it works in this. And I think I like like the ending, like the commercial, like everything for a book, book, book. He's just so frantic. But again, that's, that's that character. character. That character's about to make perfect. a million dollars. We yeah. don't know how much these toys are worth. I mean, look, if somebody called you up and said, I want to buy all your Funkos for a million dollars, you'd be the same. I'm on the next plane to Japan. <laughs> you best believe. I know. You're going to swim. Uh, <laughs> I but, know it. But Wallace Shawn is just, you know, I, I do like the moment when they do the Jurassic Park parody through the rearview mirror, but he's just... He's grating a little bit. I can definitely He see is grating in this. I think he does a great job as Rex throughout the movie. In the first one, establishing who he is and his nervousness. In the third one, he's ex more excited, but also a little bit more emotional about the situation. In this one, he just doesn't hit the mark. You can see Wallace Shawn in the studio doing that, and it's like... Can someone give him a fucking note to chill the fuck out? Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, so you, you turn me around here. So Tom Hanks getting two MVPs here. So again, like I said, moving him all time to number one on the list with five MVPs. And this is nowhere near his last one, nope. I'm sure. Nope. And I believe that's Wallace Shawn's first LVP. I can't think of what else he got an LVP for. He didn't get it for Princess Bride. No, 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 no. I don't yeah. know what else we've seen him in. Not much. A clueless, but that wasn't him. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, MVPs for Toy Story 1 and 2, Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks. LVPs for Toy Story 1 and 2, Eric Von Deaton and Wallace Shawn. I do want to point out, you did save Wayne Knight from joining the two-timer LVP club. Because he was the LVP Space for Space Jam. Jam. I know. Yep. Uh, yeah, he almost joined uh, Elijah Wood, David Spade, Keanu Reeves, Jennifer Connelly, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Marston, Sylvester Stallone, Sigourney Weaver, Jennifer Coolidge, and Brad Garrett as uh, multi-time LVPs. But, uh, what a list. You repeat... I, I mean, he sounds like he deserves it the most, <laughs> but he's not there. So that that's your doing, but I, I respect it. Score time for Toy Story 2. I rated Toy Story 2 first. Uh, Toy Story 1 first, technically. So you rate this one. I'm not giving this one a 10. Ouch. Okay. I'm not giving this one a 10. I don't enjoy this one as much as I enjoy the first one. Is it? Tell not me. Not because of Jesse. Why? I just, I think, I don't, I don't like all the music as much. I don't like some of the plot lines as much. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's like my long-standing resentment for Jesse. Because how long has this movie been out? Came out in 99. This yeah. was, I saw this movie on 12-31-99. I remember. I think I sold the movie tickets somewhere. And maybe in that bag that I put in the other room. Maybe. But my parents and I went to go see this on New Year's Eve of the last day of the, of the millennium. So if, if the world had ended, mm -hmm. Y2K, mm -hmm. you would have died in a movie theater with your parents, sitting in between them, watching We Toy didn't Story go 2. at 11.50 at night. We went at like 9.30 in the morning, so it was cheaper. What's your score? 
Um, I'm gonna give this movie a, a nine and a half. So it's so close to being a ten for me. It just doesn't hit all my marks, and can't tell you a hundred percent why. So my score was gonna be nine and a half. Oh, preconceived, because I was like, oh. it's not as good as Toy Story one to me. But then I was watching it, and all my nitpicks, I was like, fuck, this is not as good as Toy Story. But, like, I would give Toy Story, like, a 12 if I could. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this, to me, is still a 10. Okay. It's still a 10 to me. Now, I, it's definitively, spoiler alert, if I'm, if I'm ranking the four Toy Story movies. And, again, we've only seen four once, so this might change. But it's number three on my list. So, spoiler alert for Toy Story 3, what I'm giving Toy Story 3 for a score. Um, but I was like, I can't not give this movie a 10. Because when I first saw this, I absolutely loved it. I'm like, damn, they did it again. And I still get the same amount of joy and pleasure out of watching it that I did the first time I yeah. saw it. So that's what it is for me. So a 9.75 for Toy Story hmm. 2. Hmm. Um, also, <laughs> I was thinking of the Dimitri Martin joke. I don't know if you know this joke, but uh, he's like, I always, uh, I'm always confused when I go someplace like a bathroom stall or a bridge. I see really, really harsh graffiti, like, Joe sucks, or, um, you know, fight war, or something. He's like, I want to just kind of come up with, like, middling, non-aggressive graffiti. Toy Story 2 was okay. <laughs> like, it always sticks out to me. Yeah, that's funny. And I think that also partially in my head hurt this movie for me, was that joke. Cause I'm like, it is just okay. No, it's fantastic. It's one of the greatest anime movies ever made, and it's one of the best sequels Animated or otherwise. Yeah. So a 10 for Toy Story, a 9.75 for Toy Story 2. A good start, and we'll go over 3 and 4 and the shorts and everything else Toy Story related next week. Um, we didn't do any of the... Uh, neither one of these on the DVDs had the the movie before the movie, right? The short? The animated short. Yeah, we didn't watch... Didn't have an either uh-huh. one. Jerry's Pete. Game is before Toy Story. One of my favorite shorts. Oh, yeah, it's not on here, though. That's the one that aired before. Yeah, the animated studio stories. Yeah, it's just not on here. The sneak peeks. Yeah, they're not on here. They they fixed that afterwards. Probably on the newer ones, because, yeah. again, these are like 10 years old. Well, and we'll know. get to that, because we own all the shorts. Mm-mm. Yeah, we do. Mm-mm. I bought them for you. Mm-mm. Yeah, the Pixar shorts. They're not yeah. up there. Yeah, they are. Then somebody took them because I know I bought it. I, they're not up there. We oh. bought the thing of the shorts, of the animated shorts. I don't... Do you remember we recorded it? You could say it, it eight times the same way. <laughs> we recorded it and then we bought it? I, I don't think we did. Because it, it's not in the TV section, it's not in the other section. Well. Because also most of them, we were going to buy them, and I'm like, no, they're just before the movies. Because we have all the movies, and there's just these two. Well, now we'll have Disney Because for Plus. Toy Story 3, we watch Day and Night, and for we're Toy Story... We're going to have Disney Plus, so... Exactly, we have everything. Well, by the time we're hearing this, we have Disney Plus. So you hear our thoughts uh, soon. Anything else on the first two Toy Story movies? We did it successfully. I think that we covered yeah. them. Thank you for listening to part one of our two-part Jillian birthday Thanksgiving extravaganza. As always, you can go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others on our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. As I mentioned, if you go to Apple Podcasts, every episode in our history from number one all the way up to right now is available for you to listen to. Uh, After 300 episodes, though, those episodes are going to start dropping off. So if you want to go back and listen to us really not be able to do this successfully, go back and listen to our earliest episodes from 2014. We've been doing this over five years. 
and uh, we haven't killed each other yet. Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio. God damn it, I need to edit those fucking scenes. <laughs> so bad. Oh my god. Oh, We haven't killed each other yet. I'm about to kill him. After this... I'm our, gonna kill you. Well, no, after this, our, we were gonna like play a game or something before we go to bed. Do you want to try to record that trivia episode we were talking about? Sure. Okay. You can make a cup of coffee. Okay. Um, Facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies. Add MarriedWithMovies on Twitter. MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com. And next week, Toy Story 3 and 4. Then after that, we got True Romance. We got the Ninja Turtles trilogy. We got Samantha's birthday movie that she forgot to look to see what she wanted to do earlier. Uh, my Christmas movie, which I do have picked. God damn it. I'll go ahead and announce the Christmas movie because I talked about it earlier. Our Christmas movie this year is going to be The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Don't we own The Santa Claus 2? Nope. Don't we own The Santa Claus nope. 3? Nope. And I almost bought them on Best Buy the other day and I was like, hell no. Because we watched Santa Claus 2 and it was not as bad as I was thinking it was going to be. But still, just I ain't about that life. And uh, Santa Claus 3, I've heard, is like one of the worst fucking movies. What about the fourth one? There's no fourth one. Isn't there? No. How sure are you? I just really want to get Tim Allen an MVP and David Krumholtz an LVP. So, <laughs> just, no, what am I talking about? I know who the LVP of the Santa Claus is. Fuck off. <laughs> we'll get there. Again, I don't want to do any preconceived notions. It's not fair to the parties involved. Uh-huh. And we're right around the corner from the 2019 Mullet Awards. Oh, my gosh. So, start. Got start. a lot a lot in the pipeline here. Send us your thoughts. Yeah. We're going to, this is the second most amount of movies we'll watch in a year after 2015. We were watching two movies a week. Two episodes a week at that point. I think we watched something like almost 70 movies. And this year, if I'm looking at my page right, let me go here. Because we are on the page. So all the way down to there. So that would be True Romance, Ninja Turtles 1, 2, 3, birthday movie. Yeah, we'll watch basically 60 movies this year. Okay. Because we did the Toy Story series. We did the Beverly Hills Chihuahua series. We did the Rocky series. We did the Little Mermaid series. We're doing the Ninja Turtle series. So we had a lot of, like, of those. Yeah. That kind of padded our stats. Okay. Wow, that's very cool. Yeah. I still don't know what I'm going to do for my birthday. Hmm. What do you feel like? I mean, literally, just any movie you want to watch. Hmm. Do you want to see the can't pick list? The stuff because you can even pick something off of oh, that. Oh, yeah, remember? let me see that camp pick list. So do you want to see if you can maybe find it now? And tell yeah, I'm going to find it right now. From that camp pick list. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Ooh, yes. Let's see. The which... only caveat is there could be things on there that now do have a sequel. Like Beauty and the Beast is on there, but we'd have the Enchanted Christmas one, so you couldn't do Beauty and the Beast. No, you said I could do it as long anything, even if it had no. a sequel. No, I did not. That's not what we do for Man. our birthday. We made the one-time exception for Christmas with Home Alone because we just really wanted to watch Home Alone two years ago. But and Jillian can make that exception, but we cannot. Welcome, Jillian can. I can't. Could you tell Jillian no? We're not watching Toy Story. Man, that sucks. All right, I'm not gonna find it yet. So. <laughs> God damn it! It's the worst. Uh, you better make this worthwhile now. Well, I don't want to keep building it up. I don't want to make a bad decision. Although I'm probably gonna make a bad decision anyway. Um, you don't, if you don't want to do it now, you don't have to do it now. No, no, you made me no. feel so much pressure. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married Movies. We'll catch you next time on the couch. Slash the movie. Fiddler on the Roof. You're kidding me. When somebody loved me, everything was beautiful. Every hour we spent together lives within my heart. 
she was sad I was there to dry her tears And when she was happy so was I When she loved me Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.